A non-ordinary life requires a non-ordinary approach. Welcome to Sears Edge. My name is Juliette Trinka, and I'm here as your guide in living the full adventure and abundance that you came here to live. During my 20 years of practicing as a shaman, I've helped thousands of leaders to unlock their full potential and actualize their vision. What I know is that ritual, leadership, magic, and wealth are intrinsically woven together. This podcast is a discovery of living the full mystery of who you are while opening to deeper trust in life than you've ever allowed. Learn how you can make your quantum leap with us at getlifemastery.com. Hi, leaders, and welcome to this exploration of manifesting with the seasons. I just want to ground us in by reminding you and reminding me that when we're talking about real manifestation, we're not talking about control. We're not talking about sitting on a cushion and wishing something would happen and then having it happen. We're talking about becoming accountable to the totality of your being and your life. We could even say that manifestation is the polarity of codependency, that it's the end of codependency, that codependency cannot exist in the space of manifestation. It is living with no excuses, in full honoring of your desire, and in full surrender to the divine. I just wanted to lay that ground because I want to make sure that we're speaking a common language. My work is for leaders. It's for the ones who find doing and creating and contributing irresistible, who came into this life with a very different perspective on what's possible for us as a culture, what's possible for us as humans, what's possible for us as a planet. So the things that I teach and share are really meant for people like you who are making million-dollar decisions every single day and who know it, who have a calling that includes and transcends your own pleasure. So manifestation is also ease. And again, ease is not the absence of friction nor is it a lack of participation. Those things are actually avoidance. E is, is having the due diligence to really understand how you operate, recognizing that your individual energetic architecture is as unique as your fingerprint, and also understanding and deepening your awareness of how reality itself works so that you can honor, bless, and empower through your actions, rather than degrading your body, your mind, your relationships, and the earth. So today, we're going to dive deep into this greater way of living by looking at an aspect of manifestation that not only 10x's your results, right? I'm super interested in what is effective, what works. These things matter to me, but they're not enough for me. I don't want things just that work. I want things that work and that are meaningful. I want things, practices, ways of being, 
structures, habits, rhythms that are not only sustainable, but generative, that actually are really vibrating at the frequency of the truth of this life, which is overabundance. If you go out into the forest, you'll see it. It's evident. Overabundance is what this life is about. And so the practices and techniques and tools that put us in that place are the ones that really excite me. And when we're talking about working with the seasons and the the great elementals, that's the kind of thing that we're looking at. So hold on to your hats, folks. It's about to get really, really fun. When we're doing this work, again, it's it's not just that your time, your money, your love, and and all the different things become more expanded, more easy, more readily available, uh, more on your terms. But it's also that the degree of joy and flow inside of the process is amplified. And again, I want to be clear that this isn't about, this doesn't happen as a result of eradication of fear or doubt or um, any of those things. It's just the relationship is different. And our sense of agency inside of those things is different. Today is the spring equinox. And so I'm going to be talking a lot about the possibilities and the potentials available now. And I'm also really aware that this uh, episode isn't going to be released for a while. So I'm also going to make sure that we bring it into relevance at any season. So today's equinox is the spring equinox, and it's also a new moon. And so we have overlapping energies, right? If you look at any of the great wisdom traditions of any of our ancestors, they really recognize that moments of change hold great potential. The moment that your in-breath changes to an out-breath, the moment that night becomes day and day becomes night, the moment when one season shifts from another. All of these moments of transition are really important because essentially what's happening is energy is losing the form that it's been held inside of, it's released and it will find a new form. And so actually the teachings all say that moments of change are our greatest opportunity and they're also our greatest danger. Because if we're not consciously participating in the new form that that energy takes, it will just kind of take whatever is available. So when we are in a moment like today, where we're at the beginning of a lunar cycle and we're at the beginning of a new season, right? If we're following the Celtic wheel, which is one of the uh, tools that I practice with, right? They have six seasons and um, the dates on which those seasons start and end are pretty predictable. So that makes it a great tool to work with. But the energies that we set forth on a day like today will have 10 times the impact than they would on any other day. And this is true of all new moons. It is true of all new seasons. So when you have, again, that, that day, that first day of a lunar cycle or the first day of a season, it is a really great day to pay attention because it's co-creation, right? So it's a great day to enact great intentions, to set new habits in motion, to just really bring a greater quality of presence, intention, and aligned action into your day. And it's also a great opportunity to receive more greatly. 
to give more weight to what is happening around you. So even if you find an unexpected $1 bill on the ground, that is the frequency of unexpected money coming to you. So it's a clue that there's going to be more of that available in the season to come. So your capacity to partner with that in meaningful ways becomes amplified. It's also a time to pay attention to your dreams, to synchronicities, to what's coming through in your prayers. And we're going to get much deeper into that later because it actually has an incredibly practical application for those of us who are fully engaged in the physical world, right? Like we're parenting, we're in relationships, we run businesses, all of these things. So let's just talk a little bit about the quality of these two moments that were inside of the new moon and the spring season, the beginning of the spring season. This is going to get into a little geeky territory about the nature of what we often refer to as the medicine wheel itself. And I just want you to know that if you want to go deeper, there are lots of ways to do that. We don't have time to go into a full class of the entire wheel today, but I just want to give you something to start to shift how you're experiencing your life so that you can start to see the horizon of possibility that's been there all along. New moon, as it sounds, right, is a new beginning. It's literally the beginning of a new lunar cycle. Interestingly, when we look at the full wheel, right, you imagine this whole circle that has all the seasons, all the phases of the moon, all the aspects of day and night, right, sunrise, high noon, sunset. We also have the have midnight. <laughs> Took me a moment to get there. So we have all of these overlapping things. And what the wheel shows us is that certain energies have associations with certain other energies. So when you're working with the wheel, generally, new moon has an association with winter, right? With the winter solstice, actually. So think about that energy. Think about the energy of new ideas and intentions coming into form. Think about how it feels in winter. And think about how it may have felt to our ancient, ancient ancestors in the winter when so much of their experience had to be about faith, right? They were not seeing new tender shoots of grains and flowers coming out of the earth. They were really relying on the choices that they had made earlier in the cycle at harvest time. So deep winter and solstice has so much to do with faith, a new light being born inside of us, and having to surrender to the bigger forces that really hold our lives, right? So there's this incredible conglomeration of all of these frequencies, all right? So that's actually held in every single new moon, that feeling of vulnerable surrender to the greater forces that love you, that feeling of new potentials being born, that feeling of really setting a new intention and allowing everything that's been getting in the way or could get in the way of that attention to become visible to you. Interestingly, when I was contemplating this in my practice last night, I became aware of this female form saying prayers over me. It's like I could just barely hear her voice, as if you're listening to something that's supposed to be subliminal. It was like the veil between the worlds got peeled back. 
as it does in these moments of change. And I became aware that there are these beings that are so devoted to me, that are literally praying for my highest good and my greatest beauty and my deepest love every moment of every day, 24-7, in all the realms. And that this isn't just me. That this experience, I would say it was a vision, but there was no um, like visual component to it. It was more what I heard and it was what I knew in my being. That this is true of all of us. That we all have these sweet beings that are so devoted to us that are literally praying for our benefit throughout all of time. And that when we become aware of that, it really causes, at least it caused me to want to make good on their intentions, you know, to get past my own BS and to really make use of their prayers. And that's the frequency that I feel when we're talking about Yule, when we're talking about the solstice, is just to humble yourself and realize that life really is for you. It's advocating for you. It is spurring you on. It is giving you the exact right conditions for you to succeed, whether or not you're able to understand that or not. Even if it looks adversarial to you, it's actually not. So that's one frequency that we're inside of today, that we get to make use of and direct towards any place we want. And this is the beautiful thing about the way of manifestation, the beauty way, is that we get to desire anything we want. We get to ask for anything we want. We get to create anything we want. And that brings forth an edge of trusting our desire that most people shy away from. So let's look at the energy of spring right? And I want, as you're listening, I want you to think about your own associations, right? I'm not here to speak the ultimate truth. I'm here to share the truth that I see, hopefully in service to awakening your own. So I don't ever need you to believe me, but I want you to take this transmission and allow it to activate you in the way that is meaningful and effective for you. So spring, we can think of like bunnies. <laughs> spring, we can think of dawn. Spring, we can think of that first quarter moon, um, which is actually a really personally important energy for me. I was born in June. I was born at a, a early crescent moon. And so these energies are deeply familiar to me. So this is where our ideas come into form. This is where it's birthed, right? Where now that idea has its own agency, right? Beyond our ego, beyond our intention, it's making its way in the world. And there's a deep association in springtime with air, the element of air. So it's this sense of the energy moving up and out. And we can feel it in our bodies, right? We talk about it as spring fever. We often feel spurred to make changes in our environment, to pick up projects that have been held kind of in a stagnant state. And that really is our best opportunity, right? It's one of the most potent ways that we can work with this energy on the spring equinox is to connect to what wants to be expressed, to connect to what is already being initiated, right? Both in terms of getting started and also in a more like shamanic spiritual sense of initiation. Right? What are you being initiated into right now? What's the mystery school that you're inside of? This is also a time 
for connecting with the energy of being ahead. And again, when, when we're working shamanically, when we're working with manifestation, our access to the experience of being ahead is very different than how we might do it if we're going about it in a mundane way. So recently, uh, it was it was so much fun. I use these alarms as manifestation reminders on my phone. I choose a really nice sound. I choose a phrase that reminds me of who I am, what I'm creating. And in a meditation, I had connected to the awareness that the actualization of a particular goal that I had was that I felt so ahead, right? Rather than feeling behind or rather than feeling just caught up, I felt ahead and it felt amazing. And so I put it into my alarm reminders, but I didn't think that much about it because it wasn't the core of my intention. But what was so funny is it was, it was maybe about 10 days later after working with this alarm, um, my business manager said to us, we are so ahead. And it just like was a light bulb went off or a thunderbolt went through my being. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are because I created that we would be, you know? So that's a real springtime energy, um, the energy of being ahead. And so I want you to, again, just kind of think about if that's an energy that you want to make use of. And if it is, how would you love to make use of it? Would you love to be ahead financially? Would you love to feel like you have all kinds of emotional and energetic deposits made in your most important relationships? Would you like to feel ahead in terms of your meal planning? Would you like to feel ahead like you've made leaps and bounds in your spiritual relationships with the divine? These are energies that we can call in and direct really easily, especially today, as well as throughout the whole spring season. So spring is a time to initiate new things, but also to bring things to closure. And again, that's going to be even more important on a day like today, which is the actual equinox, to take a look around and just notice if there are things that have been held in stagnation, right? They've been in one form for a really long time, and it actually feels like change is overdue. This could look like cleaning out your email inbox. It could look like uh, if you're like me, you have little reminders that you have set for yourself, uh, not just manifestation reminders, but tasks that you need to do. And for no reason in particular, you've been procrastinating. So now is the time to take action. And the beautiful thing about it is when we do these things, I know you already know this, but we get to find out, oh my gosh, that was way easier than I even thought it was going to be. It took less time. It took less energy. And what we're doing when we are tying up all these loose ends and bringing things into completion is that we're actually making space for the new. This is one of the universal laws of manifestation that no space will remain unfilled, right? Mother nature is not going to allow for that. And so if we want to bring something in, something new, something more, something different, we have to make a space for it. I have another story about that, a brief one that I'll share, which is about our couch. So we moved into our home here in Sedona in July. And when we made the move, we chose to sell off or give away most of our furniture. So not only were we arriving to this home with less furniture, but this house is literally 10 times the size of our house where we were living before in North Dakota. So we had a lot of space to fill. 
And I had about six months after we moved here, I had planned to have our first in-person retreat hosted here in my home with my high-level VIP clients. And even though I had ordered this beautiful couch in October, specifically because it was a great couch, but also because it said ships within one to two weeks. But once the couch actually shipped, once the order for the couch was placed, we realized we got this notice that it wasn't going to be shipped for months. It wasn't supposed to arrive actually until January. And, you know, the months went by. I kept hoping like maybe this couch would show up earlier and it was getting to be just a few weeks away from our retreat where we knew we had to have a place for people to sit. And the couch still hadn't come. It was showing that it was going to be, you know, eight weeks or more. And we finally started to think like, do we just get a stand-in couch? You know, that didn't feel really good to me because what I wanted to do was manifest that freaking couch showing up on time. And so instead of getting the stand-in couch, which, you know, we would have had to get something used, we would have had to have it shipped in, we would have had it removed. It was just like this big production for something that I didn't even really want. My husband and I decided that we were going to manifest this couch showing up on time. And so I saw my clients and I sitting on this couch. I saw, like, I literally felt myself sitting down in front of my computer and reading the email saying that it was going to show up on the Saturday before our retreat. Our retreat was starting on Monday. And lo and behold, I got this email that we were going to receive this couch. Now, there's this whole other piece, and I'll, I'll tell uh, the whole story at another time because I actually unwittingly interfered with that manifestation but my my husband came in to save the day which was so great of him but long story short we worked with that law by holding the space open by not putting a substitute couch in there and the couch showed up on the saturday before our retreat these things are really really powerful when you start to see your life not just as separate categories, right? Where you're doing the work on your relationship. You're trying to make sure the furniture gets here on time. You're trying to take care of your clients. You're getting your money flow in order, but you really start to go to these deeper levels and recognize that when you drop down to the deeper level of the fundamental principles of reality that are held within the frequencies of the seasons and these elements, that you can accomplish so much by partnering with them, and it means there's a lot less for you to do in physical reality. So make space. And notice the things that are wanting to be initiated in you. What can you get started today? Even if it seems like it's not a significant action, I want you to take an action. And so this brings me to the last piece. One more story to share with you. And this is the story of why I never figure anything out. Figuring things out is not something that I do. I don't really experience confusion in the same way that I used to and in the same way that I experience a lot of people experiencing confusion. When people say they're confused, when they say that they're stuck, when they say that they have a lack of clarity, what's really going on is they have a lack of connection. So people are running around searching for answers in a state of disconnect, and they're unable to find them. 
So it's actually by coming into deep, meaningful connection that the way becomes clear. And in fact, it always was. So if you take anything away from this podcast episode, I want you to take away the truth that connection equals clarity and disconnect equals confusion. So all that we ever really need to do is get connected. The potential for connection is actually greater on a day like today. Hmm, is it greater? I'll say it's different. <laughs> so there, it might be that the doors are cracked open a little bit wider. Let me say that because the, the potential for connection is limitless and always available. But there's just certain times um, where the door is open wider. And those times are in moments of change, the new moon, the full moon, the beginning of a new season, that sort of thing. So I was sitting in deep practice yesterday, the void day, actually the day before the new moon, but we're, you know, we're still held inside of these energies for about three days. And in my life and in my business, there have been a lot of changes. The whole premise of the success of my business is actually changing. And there's a lot that I'm learning about that. There's a lot that I don't know. I'm just recognizing that all of the things that used to work in creating revenue and creating clients and creating impact haven't been working. And I've been through many cycles of this before. So I'm very fluid, I'm very responsive. And to my surprise, it's looking like this next phase of my business is more about me getting out of the way, doing less, which um, is very confronting to my persona because I wanna show up for my people. But what I'm getting from this deep soul work that I've been doing is that to be able to really show up, I have to show up less. To become more available, I have to be less available. And I'm using the language have to, but I want you to remember it's always my choice. It's just that my soul is being super clear with me. For my success to continue to grow, it's just going to happen in a really different way. So I was deepening into this and relating to my soul, and my soul showed me that this whole season is going to be a deepening of faith, right? And faith is essentially where we have the vision and we have nothing else. We don't have the evidence. We don't have the feedback. We don't have all of those things that the persona really believes it needs in order to succeed, in order to do what it wants to do, that it is full surrender to the divine, that that's what this season is about deeper faith and deeper surrender than I have ever experienced before. And so I asked for some context. <laughs> and I went in and I was feeling what this felt like in my body and just going deeper and deeper into this liminal state that was not really a full meditation, nor was it really fully a shamanic journey. It was just an experience of being. And a memory surfaced of a sound healing that we recently went to with um that was put on my, by my dear friend Srikala. my whole family went it was my kids first sound healing it was such a beautiful experience and he shared this story about how in his own practice he had been gifted a word a sound and he's a person that goes really really deep with sound maybe deeper than anybody else that i've experienced and it was a word a sound that he didn't know it wasn't from english and 
he discovered that it actually had a meaning in a different language, and he just made this beautiful creation with it. I won't share the whole story here, but perhaps we'll have the opportunity at some point to have him come on and share the story himself. But that memory surfaced in my practice, and it triggered another memory from years and years ago when I was first connecting with Jaguar as an ally. And I went through this whole initiation process of connecting with my Jaguar, not just Jaguar as like the total spirit of Jaguar, but my personal Jaguar ally. And as I was getting to know her, I asked her her name. And in a dream, she shared it with me, Matangi. And when I woke up, that word was still with me, Matangi, Matangi. It felt so familiar somehow, but I knew that I had not heard it before. And so I went to Google Ananda, as one does, and looked it up. And as it turns out, Matangi is the name of one of the Mahavidyas, this cohort of goddesses from the Vedic tradition. Interestingly, Matangi is associated with the color green and the planet Mercury. And these, the planet Mercury is my ruling planet as a Gemini sun. It's a very dear energy to me. Matangi is the forest poet. She is the goddess of unloved things. And actually, when you build altars to her, you usually put like half-eaten food or um, things that have no purpose, like pieces of paper that are too small to write on, because she is the whole energy of being able to make use and meaning out of things that we call useless and meaningless. She is an outcast. She is associated with deep magic, with supernatural powers, with magnetism. And she's an energy that has long been in my life, but for the last few months had been a more quiet ally in my practice. And so she came in so strong and gave me some instructions on some altars for me to build, some other actions that I need to take on behalf of the goals that I have this season for my family, for my health, for my business. And I asked her, could you share a word? And there was a word that came through and it, it, it was like it was very, very distant at first and then came closer and closer. I was asking for this word to help me hold the frequency of this season, to help me hold the frequency of all of this medicine, to not just help me to hold the medicine, but help the medicine to hold me, to keep me in that place of faith, to keep me near to my center when I want to go far away. And the word that came was Oyoma. 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 This did not sound familiar to me at all. But again, when I went and researched it, I found out that in a number of languages, it means God is good. And so this season, what I really understand about this season is this is a season of praise. And so I'm not actually even sure when this episode will be released, but what I hope you find is that if it's released at the end of the spring season or sometime during the spring season, that you could look back on everything that I share and everything that I do and you will feel that pulse, that frequency, that heartbeat of God is good, that you will feel me as praise, like unwilling to yield my seat, my ground, 
of praise, my praise of you, my praise of myself, my praise of all of life, that you are God and God is good. So this medicine is really feminine, right? There are ways that this is informing my choices today, but really it's like a living frequency that I walk with. It's almost like a litmus paper, right? Like, am I really inside the frequency of faith right now or am I not? Am I inside something else? How did I keep the faith today? How did I let faith move me? How much did I praise today? How much could I remain open and praise even that which I despise? even that which I seek to change, to praise it because it's a manifestation of the divine as all things are. I can already tell that it's informing how I'm serving my clients, the kind of coaching that I do, the way that I'm calling money in. So you see, there's nothing for me to figure out because anything that comes my way that feels like a decision, that feels numinous, that feels like I might not have the answer immediately, I have these medicines to turn to, and I do. I hope so much that this was useful for you. And I look forward to reading your comments, your shares. I wanna know what the medicine is that you are extracting. I wanna know how you're gonna make use of this. I wanna know what questions you still have. And I can't wait to see you next time. Loyola. Oh,